As the nation wakes up from its quarantine dream or nightmare, what does this mean for small business owners? Join us today as we continue our COVID-19 shelter-in-place work-from-home series on today's Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us in what we hope is the last podcast shot from our home studios during the COVID-19 virus pandemic. In our state, Georgia, the mandatory shelter-in-place home order is expired officially, and the governor has put in place new regulations and guidelines for businesses to begin reopening. And lots of people have their opinions about that. Zachary, what are your thoughts about it? Well, I, like a lot of people, have decided to kind of wait a little longer and see how the numbers change as people begin to rush back out. You know, safety is of the utmost concern for me, followed closely by the state of the economy. Now, we've been able to make some adjustments here and work from home, but I understand that some businesses really need to open their doors. The government assistance has been late or of little help to many Not dependable. or misappropriated, which we'll talk about. But people have to feed their families. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. What are some of the things that business owners have been uh, going through during all of this pandemic? I think the biggest challenge has been converting to work from home. I mean, with us uh, as an agency, we work with big files. We have video files and audio files and, and big graphic files. And, and that is, you know, works well with <laughs> our server that's at the office. Well, when you have people spread out in their homes, the, the connectivity through the cloud is not as efficient. So uh, that's been a challenge. I think the whole converting to work from home for us that way with others, it's people that aren't used to doing virtual meetings and they're not used to, you know, using Zoom. Zoom is really, really thankful for this pandemic because <laughs> they are now a household name. Raise your hand if uh, you now know what Zoom is. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the work from home idea is always really good in theory. You know, mm -hmm. I think when it's a normal situation, all of us want the opportunity to be able to work from home. It sounds like it would be a dream, you know, going to work every day in your pajamas. But then we realize that we have a lot of distractions to contend to at, yes. in the home atmosphere. You know, um, let's let's take out some of the big things and I'll talk about that in a second. You know, we're looking at floors that need to be vacuumed and, and home things that we've been putting off that we now realize need to be done. And now a lot of us are also having to play school teacher. Yes, that's yeah. been been really, really big because, you know, work from home is one thing. Work from home and be a homeschool teacher is completely That sounds different. an awful lot like two full-time jobs <laughs> yeah. happening simultaneously. And if you are if you are having more than one child at the house, then this is becoming such an issue for you because now you're having to, you know, you have one or two computers in the house. Hopefully, maybe you'll have more. Right. But if you have more than one child, everybody's waiting for their turn to use the internet. Everybody's waiting for their turn to go to school online. And you have to, as the parent, keep all of your assignments straight. Well, you figure you have, you know, it's just just imagine two, you know, most households has to have two working parents, okay? So two working parents, and say you have 2.5 children, you need five computers with high-speed internet all at the same time. Yes. You know, it, it's not... It's, it's not it's, ideal. Yeah. And let's not forget the one glaringly obvious issue that none of us are talking about. 
it is freaking our pets out. It is absolutely <laughs> freaking out. I think the only reason why most people, you know, have cats is because the cat knows that you're going to be gone for long periods of time and that the house is clearly theirs. The fact that you're home all the time now, totally freaking the cat out. The cat does not appreciate that. I know that our dog has no idea what to do with himself. He thinks it's, he literally thinks it's the end of the world because we haven't left. One of the things that, that I have the biggest day-to-day issue with is using uh, webmail. I don't, it's amazing how much- He's a creature of habit. I like, I like my, I have Outlook. It's an email client. Everything is organized the way it's supposed to be. I can yeah. search and find stuff. And um, I, of course, everybody thinks this pandemic thing is temporary, so, yeah. My home computer does not have my Outlook client on it. So I've been using webmail. Webmail, not as good to go through emails. It's just not. <laughs> and I think you bring up a really good point that it's so hard for any of us to really get adjusted to anything that's going on yeah. because we're not sure how temporary the situation is. And even so, still, even today. Yes, I mean... You know, it's one thing to know that you're just going to take like two weeks to work from home, three weeks to work from home. It's another thing to where if you have decided I am working from home now and so you move everything it becomes into your house. Permanent, right. But I don't think many of us have made the permanent right. adjustments, so we're constantly living in this state of temporary solution and it's not it's not yeah. upholding it. Well, that's the thing. You know, I've set up my office to be extremely efficient for me. I have, you know, all the sides of my desk. I have all the monitors that I want. I have everything. We like to call it uh, exactly, ordered chaos. Exactly where it is that I want for it to be. Home office, again, supposed to be temporary, not set up for that. So I find myself missing my office. He has a, a, a grand piano over here, which you can't see, but it is in the middle of his yes. office. And it is, yes. it is being used as a desk at the moment, which is <laughs> interesting. This home office is set up for me to compose music for fun on the side i you know i have morris day on the wall i have um you know rush and purple rain and adam ant and and those these are not things that you find in my professional office space maybe maybe you should (laughs) maybe this should inspire your office space maybe you should put this stuff in i do i do have in my office i do have the little um the little, they're not bobbleheads. What are they called? Oh, pop funkos. The pop funkos. Yes. Yes, we are not. We are. We are pop funkos. We should actually have. Oh, that's our own that's pop that's true. You've done it digitally. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a Steve Jobs pop funko uh, for my collection. I collect these pop funkos uh, that they represent different aspects of my personality, uh, and I'm looking for one that Steve Jobs and they they haven't made it yet. Somebody had one made, but. Right, yeah. So if anybody uh, listening gets their hands on a Steve Jobs Pop Funko, leave us a comment. Reach out to us. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's all the, the issues that we have with uh, uh, working from home. But a lot of people weren't able to work from home and management has had to furlough or lay yeah. off their staff. So that's been difficult for, obviously, the employees because um, most management most leadership depends on the business that you're in but uh i know with an office as as tight as ours we feel responsible for those that that work for us um and we don't take that relationship lightly so having to uh you know lay somebody off or or furlough them until this whole thing is over um it sucks. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sucks. settle well. Sorry, it's not a very um, professional sucks word. Sucks for them, sucks for sucks. management as well. It sucks all the way around to kind yeah. of have to put put work family on hold. Well, you know, sometimes uh, it, it's just that the, uh, the the jobs that that were necessary in your business didn't lend itself well to work from home for whatever reason, depending on what the job mm. was. And so they were obviously laid off. But in a lot of cases, um, especially with B two B, their the clients they were having issues, yeah. which means that you then had to lay. So this whole thing has just been everybody's an absolute affected. Disaster. Everybody. Uh, the, what a lot of of just normal everyday people that aren't business owners people that are employees somewhere don't realize is the responsibility that business owners take on for their employees for their staff Um, we look at it as a uh, responsibility to provide for that man or woman that then provides for their family Um, and so when you have to uh, get in a situation where you have to furlough or you have to to um, 
you know, lay off. lay off people. It's not, it's not something that, that we take lightly. It's not something that we um, enjoy doing for, for several reasons. Number one uh, is the fact that you know that that responsibility passes down through their children. The other is, you know, they could get hired away from you while they're being laid off. So that's a concern as well. If they all of a sudden uh, get another opportunity somewhere they, else before <laughs> you can bring them back, then you've uh, you've lost that that valuable employee. And that, that happens too. The other uh, issue in this same area is a lot of people aren't able to bring their staff back because the, the companies have been so hurt by this pandemic situation um, that it's going to take a while before they're able to staff back up because, um, you know, like I mentioned through all the, the other hardships that have been going on financially, uh, they have to be able to pay their, you know, the power bill the and on. their uh, their lease for their space and all that before they worry about staffing up again, uh, even if they're rehiring their old staff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of, of businesses uh, just haven't been able to make it. They've just folded. Um, That's so sad. It is sad, but um, a lot of them, particularly the ones that uh, need the the public in order to survive see that's a, that's another thing is dealing with the fact that not only are you working from home but the public is staying home so those companies that are relying on on foot traffic or relying on you know it's a, a personal service like a nail salon or a hair salon or or you know something like, or even restaurants where you are counting on the public walking into your business if now the public is having to stay at home it, it's devastating. Oh, yeah. Like I said before, it impacts everybody. When you have, um, you know, when you have business professionals that provide a service that count on tips, you know, or they file as 1099s, mm-hmm. they don't oftentimes qualify for unemployment. So because they don't qualify for unemployment, I mean, this is devastating to these mm-hmm. people. And a lot of these people will, will like rent their booth space from a salon so that just means that they can't go right back to work when they want to a lot of times because they can't afford the, to, the space again. Yeah, so a lot of people that, you know, have to have a, a storefront, have to have a, a brick and mortar business, they, you know, they're, they've really not been able to handle this as well as those of us that have, you know, business offices that the public doesn't really come to unless they're, they're invited. You know, we, are, we have meetings in our office, but they're by appointment. People right. don't just drop by. So those businesses that are kind of in the whole, you know, drop by thing have really, really had a hard time with this. And that brings up a, another thing is those businesses, they require to have the public out and about. Oh, yeah. Retail, salons, all of that. Service so industry people. People dealing with the fact that the public is staying at home. That's having a big impact during all of this uh, as well. And having to make shifts as far as how do you continue to have an audience when you cannot count on drop by, walk in any anymore. There are, uh, you talked about not quali- qualifying for unemployment. There are several things, different things available now. There's, uh, you know, the uh, pandemic unemployment, which is brand new with the pandemic there's also your state unemployment um there's also the stimulus that came um from the washington stimulus, on the high. stimulus that we've heard so um, much about yep and then there's Not also everybody's had yet there's also the sba funds uh, a lot of people didn't even know who the SBA was, and then now all of a sudden, everybody that ha- owns a, a business, whether they you know went to the different branches of the SBA before or not, um, they definitely went there when they needed you know pandemic related you know about it now <laughs> uh, funds. So uh, and you know that so that's something that's been going on too. And not only you know you're working from home, you're in an uncomfortable environment, you don't have your stuff that you need to have. Oh, and by the way, you have to fill out all of these forms and your CPA is probably, you know, furloughed or working from home as well. So you have to fill out all of these financial forms. The IRS is closed, right? Yes, which by the way, is that's a huge point of contention for me because I'm just going to sound off for just a minute. <laughs> I know that if I needed to, I could call up Domino's Pizza and have a pizza delivered to my house within 45-ish minutes because they are considered an essential business. Yes. Now, for those of you listening that own a Domino's franchise, 
That's awesome. That's great. I love it. Domino's is delicious. However, the thing that really grinds my gears is that the IRS is actually closed. It is considered non-essential, apparently, in this time. And for those people that might be relying on help from the IRS, they can't get any. You know, if I if somebody were to call up the Reformation Productions our agency's uh, phone number right now, business line, it would actually ring and be forwarded to somebody that's at, that's working from home. So that their questions will still be addressed, the call will still be answered, it will be redirected, possibly by email, to the right person. The funny thing is, if you call the IRS, it just tells you, sorry, we're closed. We're sure all of your answers can be found online, <laughs> which it can't. So the website has had a lot of technical glitches because everything's just been funneled through the website. So it's been interesting to me during this pandemic to really find out what businesses are considered essential and which ones are not. I never would have guessed Domino's was an essential business. Well, not only that Domino's, Domino's delivers, but... You know, we've got ice cream shops that are are because they have a drive through. They're they're staying open. That's I've never thought ice cream with Starbucks. Starbucks is essential, evidently. So yeah, those things are. I tell you what, though, as business owners ourselves and being in the business world, wouldn't you think almost all businesses are essential? They are to the business owner in some owner. way. Because I mean, definitely are to the They're all providing a, a good or service yeah. that people need. I mean, if you're doing it right, you know, you're, you're, you're in business to give people something to fill a hole, to, to give them what they need. So I contend that all businesses are essential. However, there seems to be some that are more essential than others. Healthcare, for example, in this mm-hmm. pandemic, that's a no-brainer. Well, They're essential. I would think the government buildings like the IRS would be considered essential, at least have the calls forwarded somewhere. Especially with all of the... SBA funding paperwork stuff that is relying on your tax return. All of that is... That was my soapbox. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I had to go out and a little tirade there for a minute. Um, Everything right now that's going on with government-related financial assistance, all that hinges on the IRS. The IRS should be open. The IRS website keeps crashing because it's inundated. If one of we can work from home, the Internal Revenue Service should well, be able to work from home. Open so. up your doors, IRS. There are people waiting. Well, as far as essential businesses, one of the things that's definitely not essential is uh, the movie theater system. We enjoy movies. Mm-hmm. So the entire movie theater system across the country completely shut down, which has posed a huge problem for making and releasing Movies. Yeah. So Hollywood, the production of movies and TV, shut down. So That's huge. So it, it is huge because we're all sitting at home binge-watching stuff on uh, on TV, streaming it or whatnot, and we're running out of programs, and they're not making new ones. We've all <laughs> so, seen The Tiger King. We've all oh seen goodness. it. We're done. Now oh moving goodness. on to Ozark. We're done with Ozark. We're all caught up. What do Better we do? Call Saul. Better Call Saul's all caught up. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's really affected things as people have moved out of the theaters and into streaming from their home and all of that, which brings up the the next point. Everything during the pandemic has been moved to the digital world. People are relating with their friends socially on social media. People are buying things via the internet instead of going to stores. People are uh, meeting with their counselors via virtual uh, meetings on Zoom as opposed to going into their office and kicking their feet up. And how do you feel about this? People are having digital proms and digital graduation. Yes, they're having digital proms where they have a bunch of people on Zoom cameras and they have music playing and they have one person that's the moderator or the DJ of the prom. (laughs) And I mean, it makes for awkward dancing, I think. But um, it makes for, you know, like when I was in Catholic school, we had to leave some space between you and the person you were dancing with. So that's good. Um, (laughs) Leave room for the Holy Ghost. And I just received an email today about uh, virtual graduation ceremonies. Which is yeah. so bittersweet for the class of 2020. I mean, 
Sorry, guys. You guys really did not get your fair senior year like the rest of us. But, you know, I think, like, to Zachary's point, we're all just kind of adjusting to a new normal. Everything is online right now. Everything from getting your groceries delivered to communicating with your family and your friends. Uh, business is online. So many things can be accomplished when we are not in the same room, actually. It's interesting. It's, yeah. Everything has gone to the digital realm, yeah. the digital world. So everything from uh, connecting with each other for businesses, meetings are being done via Zoom or Microsoft Team or Skype or the, lots of the, the things that are out there. And then you have people that are doing um, their retail shopping. It's all online. Yeah. People are ordering. Yeah, people are ordering their groceries online. They're ordering their they're ordering dinner online and having it delivered because people are delivering now. Uh, but not only those things, but social and entertainment has now moved online too. Um, we were doing, you know, social media, social was online before, but it really is now. Yeah. And entertainment too. You know, we've had issues with Netflix crashing, with Hulu crashing, with people that, because the entire neighborhood all day long is on the internet. And that yes. creates a bandwidth yes. issue. Yes, Charter Spectrum has their work cut out for us just in this neighborhood. So They've crashed, they crashed, crashed at least once a day like, yeah. for the last couple of weeks. So everything has moved to the digital world. People that were ignoring it and, you know, I don't like the internet are now having to deal with the digital realm of things. Absolutely. And now we, I know we've already talked a little bit about all of this in our first COVID-centered episode um, about things that business owners should be doing during um, this time. So I guess I guess those things still stand now. Though. Yes, the pandemic is not over. Right. We are just starting to see a small glimpse uh, into coming out of it. Right. But the things that we mentioned in that episode, you should still be doing. Um, you know, communicating with your audience via digital media, talking to them, mm -hmm. let, you know, having that open communication, be it, you know, commiserating, you know, I understand the, the problem, we're all having problems, or informing them about how to, you know, maintain uh, without your service. You know, the nail salons, for example, for one, they should be communicating, I know you can't come in to get your nails done. This is how you take care of what I did last time until I can see you again. You know, the same thing with, you know, people cutting their own hair. They are doing serious oh, damage God to, bless the people to that their hair. hair. And what their hairstylists should be doing is saying, this is what you can do to maintain until you, you can come back. Keeping that kind of, of you know communication open via digital media um and then the other thing is the people that you can still work with let them know how to work with you you can't come into my restaurant anymore but we're offering curbside service call me when you get there where, i'll yeah. run it out to you so i know a lot of uh counselors psychiatrists psych Psychologist, whatever you know, put me. You know, how do you Head feel about that? Uh, they're moving their services on to uh, doing virtual in home. Zoom, um, yeah, Zoom meetings. Uh, which if you is, are an owner in Zoom, you are probably profiting a lot during this pandemic. You know, business coaching is. Uh, is the same thing. You know, I usually, you know, I meet with people. We usually we have dinner, we have one-on-one, -on -one, we talk about their business, we do all of that. All of that's been moved to, to online. Um, and it, it's a lot of businesses are going to find that that works well for them and that they will continue to Or it's just more efficient. Mm -hmm. So, you know, communicating with your office via digital means, one of the things we talked about, that should still be going on. The other is keeping your business alive by converting to uh, digital product or service delivery whenever possible. Be that, um, you know, taking online orders or uh, you, you now have a, an app where people can, because um, a lot of places, fast food places, uh, you know, they have now have apps where you can da 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 you can go in there, you can see. Yeah, you and, know. and they're connecting themselves, fast food places, mm -hmm. restaurants, even sit down fine dining restaurants are connecting with, Instacart and DoorDash well, now, where they normally would kind of be a step below. Well, places like uh, Best Buy. Best Buy, you go in and you shop, right? Well, now you you order online, and then you they'll bring it to you at the curb of, 
of Best Buy, which never, ever, ever happened before. So being able to, you know, to, to have that, developing out those apps or developing a way to sell things online if you didn't have it before, having online meetings and consultation, call ahead service, curb delivery, all of those things that you have needed to do to continue working, all, you know, all of that should still be going on because right. a lot of people still don't feel comfortable with coming out. No, I know that, like we mentioned earlier in the episode here, in the state of Georgia, the shelter in place order has been lifted. We are free to roam about the county. <laughs> However, we're still practicing safe, dis- uh, safe yeah. social distancing. We are continuing to keep our agency and straight shot here at the house for the time being because just because the order is lifted doesn't really change the pandemic. It doesn't change the safety of. Right. So yes, you should be doing all of those things. Yes. Uh, but specifically today, what I want to talk about is preparing to reopen. Get back to work. You know, there's a, a lot of, of movement that we're now starting to see towards businesses coming back, the, getting the economy functioning again. And there's a lot of things you as a business owner need to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. One, unfortunately, is some of the backlash that's going to come from that. There are some people that um, are very argumentative and very much against the idea of people opening their businesses early. The The governor of Georgia is considered one of the, you know, people that are kind of premature with opening up the, the he's state. He's controversial. And he's getting an awful lot of backlash with people thinking it's too early uh, to do that. Other businesses getting a lot of backlash when they're trying to start their business again. But we have to remember these people they have to to feed their family you know a lot of 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 people not the governor of course the governor we take care of the governor as taxpayers but a lot of businesses uh that don't qualify for any any assistance they need to be able to provide for for their family and the public giving them garbage about how to do it is is not fair yeah it's um, not helping the other thing is that you know there's a lot of extra steps with opening up this early, particularly in Georgia, there's a lot of rules that are in place. They are having to jump through a bunch of hoops in order to open up their businesses, and they've decided that it's worth it. I'm, everybody's on social media, so you've probably seen all of this in your your news feeds. But uh, there's a lot of people that talk about, oh, the economy, we need to open the economy back up. And then you have people that are talking about the the safety aspect. And safety is important. Mm -hmm. However, you cannot close your eyes and ignore what this is doing to our economy. Right. You just can't. Um, it's, It's having an effect on both. Safety is important. Yes, absolutely. We don't want people to, um, to perish, be injured, hurt, any of that. Pass the virus onto those that are it's also this this virus is hurting people physically. It's hurting businesses economically. It's there's more than one victim in this whole thing. Right. I mean, and you can't just close your eyes and ignore that. Um, and a lot of people are there. That's part of the argument. It's making a lot of people angry. So there there is. Um, you have to understand with opening your business this early. You, you may get some backlash from from some people. Uh, other people like uh, like us, I'm just going to sit back and watch for a little while. Let's see what that curve does as people Let's rush let out them there. Then be the guinea pigs. Yeah, uh, because you know, just because the government says, "Okay, we're no longer going to throw you in jail for being out and about," doesn't mean the virus is gone. It doesn't. No. So, uh, you know, in other states, you know, Georgia is opening up where you can go to places that should not have been first. Bowling Alley is not the first thing that I would have opened. But uh, other places like Pennsylvania and um, Illinois are having harsher rules. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're, seen, if you're seen out and about without a mask on, they will arrest you. Um which is the exact opposite of what's going on in Georgia. So there, there's a lot of confusion as we start to reopen the country in some places. So um, you kind of have to watch out and, and be prepared for for that. Yeah, there, think- people have to feed their, their families. And if you're, again, places like salons, a lot of those people, 1099. 
you know, uh, uh, they didn't, they don't qualify for some of the assistance that, that other people do as far as unemployment and that, that sort of thing. And I know there's, you know, the uh, pandemic unemployment assistance versus the state unemployment mm-hmm. assistance. And there's, and we're not getting qualify, into all of that. Even if they do qualify for it, doesn't mean they've seen any of it yet. True. Because of all the backlog. Absolutely. And the fact that there's so much you have red tape you have to go through to get it, and the IRS is closed. There's been backlash from not only people opening up too early, but people accepting funds that they shouldn't have accepted. The way that this works with the 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 PPP program, um, which is the payroll, payroll protection, protection um, the way plan. that the way that that works uh, is. The SBA provides the funds, but they don't have the manpower because the SBA is not that big of a... Mm -hmm. a, It wasn't prepared for a pandemic. Yeah. So they are allowing other um, lenders like your local bank to process and qualify people. So the problem with that is a lot of the local banks have favorite customers. Like, oh, I don't know, Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. And so they are processing their program, their loan, faster than a lot of the people that really, really need it. And so when Ruth Chris, for example, and they're not the only one, $2 million of this program went to a high-end luxury restaurant that has multiple locations throughout the nation uh, and happened to be able to be processed as a small um, local business because they're franchised, I assume. But the, uh, the bank's pushed theirs in front of smaller businesses that made it needed it more. Now, Ruth Chris did the right thing. They did go through the process. They were awarded the money. But then they started receiving backlash from people, and they gave it back. Right. I think that uh, many of us have heard in the news that the two major benefactors of the payment, I'm sorry, payroll protection program. program thank yep. you. Um, was Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Yep. Also, a place called uh, Shake... What is it? Shake Shack. Shake Shack? I think so. Shake Shack. Something like that. And that's a New England Right. Area. That's a, another large business. Uh, received over a million dollars uh, very quickly. They, the Shake Shack people, have already paid back, actually, their loan. Right. Because they, um, they were getting all the backlash. Ruth Chris, I think, is in the process of paying back their loan. But hey, look. Many of us have always heard about... The middle class or the working class or the business owners in this country kind of getting the short end of the stick. I'm just going to tell you, a lot of us are getting screwed. We've been getting screwed and we've known that, but we haven't had, you can, you're not going to edit screwed out. <laughs> you can be all professional. I'm going to say we were getting screwed. And I think we kind of knew that, but I think, I think now having seen all of this pandemic, it's really brought to light how the middle working class really does get fall short when receiving the proper funding and receiving the, the, the I'll say bailout, because bailout such an ugly word. Well, But, you know, the, the, the proper assistance and relief that we've needed. There's a, there, a lot of people, oh, I don't want to get political. A lot of people, a lot of people complain about, um, you know, things that are, are being done for big business. You know, Trump, the president, is a businessman. So he is looking out for our economy and business. One of the things that has come out of this is an awareness how much of our country is made up of small business and that there is a difference between big business corporations Mm -hmm. and small business. And so, you know, every time something was done for business in the White House or in the government, it's not necessarily big business, it's all business. And people have a tendency to only think of business as these big companies. But I tell you, our, a lot of our clients are smaller, regional, local businesses that don't have all that overhead that everybody says, ooh, you work for a business, you own a business. Yes, Wait but a minute. it's not really you- that way. What are you implying? Are you implying that as a small business owner, you can't just take off whenever you want? Are you (laughs) implying 
that your resources are boundless and endless and you must go on trips to Costa Rica on women and fancy and that your job is easy. There, there are some major corporations that have luxuries, but the vast majority of the working businesses in this country are not that way. Yeah. The, the business owner is the first person in, the last person out. We are there early. We are there late. They're, we are there seven days a week. We are there... 365 days out of the year. You know, you talk about people that are um, that were laid off or furloughed during this time. I guarantee you the business owner cut their paycheck first. First, because that's what we do to take care of our businesses. And so the whole glamour idea of these, you know, big Enron corporations that, you know, have all these big slush funds, the majority of the country is working class business owners that are trying to take care of their employees. That is the most of the business community. Yeah, I know you feel it. I know as a small business owner, you feel it. This is unprecedented. Right. So many people on unemployment, so many businesses needing relief. Where is this money coming from? It's actually kind of amazing that there's anything there for us. Um, so I think patience. I guarantee is- you, it's something we're always going to have to pay back with our taxes from this point forward. You said, wait, are you again implying something that there's no such thing as free money? <laughs> Doesn't it come from trees? Well, Can't we just print more? I I do understand. Um, again, this is not a political show, but I I understand <laughs> it is today. why the government is providing this money because our economy is is really shut down it's a really bad thing right now and without you know businesses can't make money because we're not able to do our business because people aren't able to buy from us however you still have mortgages and car loans and and all of those and those people still want to get paid whether you're working in your office or not you still have a lease and so them providing this stimulus money is a way to kind of band-aid and skip ahead in that that process to keep the economy running so that we don't have another great depression. I, I understand what they're what we're trying to do, what the government is trying to do. Uh, I hope it works because this could really change the face of of our economy. The vast majority of people are not business owners, uh, but they work for somebody that's a business owner or they do work for some big corporation. Um, So that shift in how they see the business as people, because we're all people, that shift is a a big thing. But there's another side of that that we need to be prepared for uh, as well. And that is as a business owner, you need to be, you need to be prepared for the shift in, understanding and behavior of your employees, your customers, and even yourself as a result of this pandemic. For example, I'll start with a positive one first. This pandemic has made people start to focus on their family more than they had before. Generally speaking, you have um, a lot of of business owners, talked about you too, and a lot of of employees that are uh, driven people. I have to go. I have to meet this impossible deadline. I have to provide this. I have to da-da-da-da-da. If I don't do it, who will? Right. And a lot of times their family suffers. Well, because of the pandemic, they've been forced to work from home where they see their family more. And so a lot of times that will change their focus in a positive way. If they're forced to be around little Jimmy all day long, it helps them to remember, oh, this is why I had children. Right. You know? I think as a business owner, how many times have you missed a Little League game? because you've had to work. And I think the pandemic has provided the giant reset switch that most of us kind of needed to not only are we not missing Johnny's Little League games, but we're actually the ones throwing the ball for him in the yard. Yeah, and and that's going to happen not only with business owners, but also employees. You have that uh, that person that works for you that always, oh, yes, sir, I'll stay late, and they miss their uh, Little League you know, soccer game or, or whatever it is, you may now find that they are, you know what, 
Mr. Business Owner, Boss, I will get to that first thing in the morning. I have to go to Tommy's game. And that's okay. We need to respect the people that, that work for us, as long as they're not taking advantage of us. Two-way street, guys. But uh, it is important, I think, to recognize that that closer tie with family is something that we're probably going to end up seeing in the workplace. Absolutely. And it is a positive thing. It is a very positive thing that we have as a country, you know, America has always been a very driven country. We are big on small business. We have been, you know, work, we work longer hours than a lot of other countries. We work harder. We work all around the clock. I think it's been good for us as a country to kind of reconnect with our families again. That's what I'm going to say in the positive way. The negative aspect of that is we're at home with our families. And it's making us crazy. And it kind of makes <laughs> us want to get back to work. Am I right? We need to start, you know, being productive again. Now, another thing that I think that's going to happen is people are going to have a lot larger appreciation for stay-at-home parents. You know, there's there's always been a stigma in our society with stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home parents and, and people, oh, you don't work? I wish I didn't have to work. Well, now they realize that stay-at-home parents do work. What do you do because, all day, exactly? Because now that, that you know, worker bee parent has had to come home and see what the stay-at-home parent has to do all day, they realize, oh, it's a job. And I have great appreciation for the fact that you're staying at home so I think that shift is going to change too. The other thing that's going to happen, and this is not related to bringing employees back, but an appreciation for daycares in schools people and the people that take care of your children, <laughs> for sure. Because we love them in small doses. Um, you know, the being, children, I mean. being a person that has to watch your children and try to work at home. Not an easy task. So you're uh, an employee working from home. You're a full-time stay-at-home mom, dad. You're also a full-time stay-at-home teacher. Um, so, yeah, it's all happening all at one time, and it's very, very scary. Another thing that we need to be ready for through all of this are people that have enjoyed staying at home and that are going to have difficulty coming back to the office and adjusting going to work. You know, people that... Uh, you know, you have your time, you're supposed to get up and go to work. They get up on a schedule and then they're at the office by 8 30, 9 o'clock, and then they work there until, well, now with work at home, some of that's become loosey goosey. Uh, maybe some I'll, of us might be wearing pajama pants maybe, right now. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know, start my day at, you know, 10 o'clock. I take longer having coffee. I do bump. Cause now working from home, you kind of have the flexibility with your schedule. And so as employees start going back to work, you may find some difficulty with them coming in on time, looking appropriate. Because they haven't had to. You know, there's people ball up their their hair on top of their head. Don't, you know, put any makeup on. Look however they want because they're not seeing anybody. I so. think we're going to have a hard time getting to work on time. <laughs> Just getting into the office. Like, I think traffic and gridlock is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Because people are finally going to have to start, like, leaving their houses to go places. And it's going to be such a drag. <laughs> so, uh, something else to kind of be be mindful of as a business owner, your employees are going to have some transition issues coming out of it just the same as they had it uh, going in. The other thing is, you know, maybe, oh, maybe I left that file at home, you know, stuff like that. But that'll be remedied pretty, pretty quickly. Patience. Um, so those are some of the things that we need to be prepared for. Uh, the other thing that I think that you should do is a lot of those new developments that you've made because of the pandemic in order to, to stay alive as a business, you should keep those going. You know, uh, yeah. they, they are additional offerings, additional profit centers in some cases that you didn't have before. If you were, you know, a, um, a, a psychiatrist, right? And you had people coming into your office because people couldn't come into your office. You decided to start having these Zoom consultation settings. That is now an additional 
offering that your business can have that you didn't have before the pandemic. You can keep that going. You know, uh, schools and colleges, now that people are used to learning from home, that's an additional offering that you may not have had online school before. Now you have the ability to do that and you've been forced to accept it because a lot of times this has not been that it wasn't available it's been that you weren't comfortable with it it's since you've right, had to you're do stuck it stuck in the same thing yep. the same routine the same forms of technology or lack of technology that this is like i said before it's the reset button it's so, given us a chance to start everything over since you've now had to do it keep it it is good for you. Curbside service, uh, e-commerce, you, you know, you've shifted everything onto e-commerce. Don't close down e-commerce once the pandemic is over. That is an additional revenue stream for you now. It's an additional offer to your public. It's one of the many things that you can, can keep doing that was a result of the pandemic. Not to mention the fact that a lot of your customers are getting used to it too. True. So you don't want to have to change up things again when they've just started getting used to using an e-commerce website, mm -hmm. things like that. Now, let me ask you, what about keeping the ability to take business phone calls from your cell phone? That sounds familiar. You see what I did there? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about Tresta, one of our awesome sponsors. I think we should take a break and pay some bills. This episode is brought to you by Tresta. Tresta is a business phone app for your iPhone or Android that allows you to activate a business phone number instantly and make and receive unlimited calls and texts right from the smartphone you're already using. Whether you're a freelancer or a founder, growing your business is all about communication and networking. You've got to be available. And chances are, you've been giving your personal phone number out to clients so you can stay connected on the go. Tresta's virtual phone system allows you to separate your personal and business phone numbers and get work done anywhere, anytime. Tresta also comes equipped with powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, and user groups. It's easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself all online and customize your call flows based on your business needs. Tresta is the best phone app for small businesses and entrepreneurs, whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete business phone system. It's just $15 per month and it comes with a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at tresta.com forward slash straight shot. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com forward slash straight shot, all one word. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions, think in straight lines. Thank you to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. And we are talking about preparing to reopen when the pandemic is over. Yes, we were talking about the new developments that you may have made as a business owner during this shelter-in-place, stay-at-home order. But you should also, in my opinion, keep developing more areas in case something like this happens again, or in case there's a reoccurrence, there is a good chance that, you know, stay at home is uh, expired. We all run we out. All run out. Things again. get worse. They put it back in place again. So you kind of need to be uh, aware of that. There's a lot of things that you have been doing, you should keep doing. And then there's a lot of areas that you should. You know, keep looking, keep developing these new opportunities for your business. You can no longer ignore uh, the digital realm. And I know a lot of our business owners have been in straight denial about using digital technology. Yeah, well, a lot of our, a lot of business owners are older. Yes. And they're not too familiar with the They feel like the, their old the ways computer. are fine. It's been fine. It's been uh, fine. It's been fine the way I But this has forced you to deal with the digital world. Don't just... Ignore it now that this is coming to a close. Um, you have to be able to look outside of your comfort zones. You know, you didn't want to do curb service, but you did because you needed to. 
now that you know keep you stuff like that going you might have found a new audience you might have found new customers because of right. your flexibility now uh, the other thing you should continue doing stay engaged with your social media allowing virtual meetings sponsoring podcasts like this one staying connected uh, to the community in a, a variety of ways keep looking at every angle and every opportunity that is available for your business so Yes. Zachary, what do you consider to be the straight shot for today? Um, I guess the the best lesson that we can kind of pull from today is um, keep on keeping on. Keep on trucking. You know, uh, so this has been a horrible situation for uh, for the world. Not not just the business yes. community, not just your state, not just your country. The entire world. This has been difficult for, but we're pushing on. We're still here. You're still here. Let's you know keep on keeping on. That's a big thing. And the other is, uh, you know, keep your keep your eyes open. Be aware of your surroundings. What's going on in the mar- marketplace? What's going on in the economy? Keep yourself uh, informed as to the new opportunities that that you know line up. New resources that are available. Um, you know, since you guys all know about the SBA now, <laughs> that's right. Keep your eye um, on them. You know, stay positive. Uh, that's that's a huge thing that's yes. in all of this. And it's hard. Re- well, it's really easy to fall into depression. So staying positive is... So stay informed and watch the news, but not for too long. <laughs> uh, the other thing I would say is continue to stay safe. This is not over. So I guess those are really the, the, the things that I think would be the takeaway from today. You know, push on. Keep moving forward. Try to stay positive. Stay safe. For sure. Yeah. You know, but keep yourself informed. Keep yourself abreast of what's going on in the world around you, what resources you have available. Think outside of the box and what other opportunities that you might have. Um, You know, there's lots of things that's out there, social media and whatnot, that you can really uh, tap into um, continually after this thing is over. Right. And you guys can follow Zachary on social media if you don't already. And if you have any questions or if you just want additional insights from him in your social media feed. He is B. Zachary Bennett on most places. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter. Twitter. So, of course, if you also if you want to talk with us here at Straight Shot, you can always do that on our social media channels as well. Connect with us, comment on our stuff, like us, subscribe, um, you know, review, all that good stuff. And, you know, our podcast is always found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Yep. We're usually there. So anyways, until next time, guys, and hopefully from our regular studios. <laughs> bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086 extension 300 or you can email us at info at straightshot.net be sure to download the straight shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows this has been straight shot 